Brian, welcome to Future Speak. We have become a very uh, quick communicating culture where it's so easy just to drop something down in a text message or social media and not necessarily engage fully in the conversation. Brian, welcome to Future Speak. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. As you know, future, future of work, what it looks like, how it's going to impact us. There's so many big stats out there. And mm. we forget a lot of the time, unless you're people like us who work with people, that they're real people behind this. You're someone who owns a business at the cutting edge of this change. Um, I'd love you to share your perspectives as an HR leader and a business owner. Um, but before we get into the meat of this, I'd love you to mm -hmm. just introduce yourself and tell everyone who's watching and listening a bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, hi, everybody. Um, my name is Brian Wallace. And uh, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me to participate in this. I really appreciate it. Um, I am a human resources professional that has been working in the field for the last 29 years and uh, in a variety of different capacities and industries. Um, I currently own a company called HR Strategies Now, and my primary focus is in helping small businesses to get to the point where they can thrive and grow more effectively through the implementation of um, of solid HR practices and uh, procedures uh, that lead to them being able to hire, um, engage, motivate, and retain top talent. So that's that's the nature of what I do. Wonderful, and even that in itself, there's there's a lot we can unpack in in that as as we talk today. When we hear the future of work, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, what does the future of work mean for you? personally? Well, there are a lot of different elements to it. Um, you know, you've got technology, you've got social change, you've got management style change, you've got the, the pace of change itself in our culture. Um, you know, but when I think about the future of work, there, there are a lot of things that have um, evolved over the last couple of years in particular. Um, and that includes expectations from employees and employers both in how that working relationship is supposed to, to happen. Um, so, you know, some of the contributing factors may include things like uh, gender parity or COVID and hybrid work requirements, um, collaboration and communication skills, um, you know, even down to how people identify themselves. And uh, so when it comes to developing the strategies to help small businesses thrive, you have to take all of these factors into consideration because they are going to play a significant part in how you develop the right types of practices that help the small business owners manage their, their teams most effectively. Yeah. And the communication piece throughout all of this is... Right fundamental right how right how is that how is that evolving with what you're seeing in the workplace right now well it's interesting because first of all there's a lot of um you have a mixed bag in the style of managers that are out there uh, some are very traditional and 
you know, think about command and control and, you know, just do it my way, get the job done and, and be finished with it. And then you've got others who are starting to realize that that's not always the most effective way to approach people. Um, you know, people have an inherent need to be valued, seen and heard. And those companies and those managers or owners who are able to really capitalize on that type of um, uh, element and really communicate those issues um, are those that are really going to succeed long term. And that's part of the engagement uh, calculation, if you will, or the engagement principle is you have to manage people in a manner that's going to drive their engagement and, and their motivation. Um, so you have the management style issue. You also have, uh, the effects of all of the social media and mm. texting capability and, uh, you know, email communication principles. Uh, we have become a very, uh, quick communicating culture where it's so easy just to drop something down in a text message or social media and not necessarily engage fully in the conversation. Mm. Um, some of the time that's really helpful because it allows you to share information very quickly. And other times you have to really be careful because uh, that quick interchange can lead to miscommunication, mm. uh, it can lead to misinterpretation, um, and it can really create some challenges uh, for people long-term, especially if they're not willing to truly engage in the conversation uh, that's going to be most meaningful um, in in the running of the business and the furthering of their careers. Yeah, it's interesting as well, isn't it? Even before we had COVID, we were still faced with a challenge that we haven't had to deal with before in that we've got five generations in the workforce now exactly. that we haven't had before. Now, mm -hmm. I'm no longer used to picking up the phone. I'm more used to Zoom. I WhatsApp a lot. I text a lot. I do use WhatsApp video notes. And yet other people will say, oh, no, 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 no. This is how I want to communicate with you. That's all part of this issue with communication, right? And, and who controls that? Who says how you communicate with someone? Right. That's, that's exactly right. There are so many different opportunities right now. And it's not just an opportunity to communicate differently. It's a responsibility, mm. um, especially as for small business owners and SHR professionals. You have to take the ownership to really understand what is going to be most effectual for the people that you're communicating with. Um, now, you and I, for example, communicate via Zoom or via email. And part of that is just proximity. Um, you know, you're, you're in a different area than I am. Um, but some people certainly prefer to communicate more face-to-face -face and find that more effective. Um, others, it's just, hey, drop me a quick text and I'll respond to you as quickly as I can. So you certainly have to be more adaptable. You have to think through what is going to be most effective for your audience. And um, you have to be ready um, because we have not seen the end of change when it comes to how people communicate. And, uh, and it's going to be really neat to see how that continues to evolve over time. Um, yeah. You also mentioned, Sam, the, the different generations that are out there currently. Um, you know, baby, boom, baby boomers communicated very differently than mm. millennials um, and had very different values as well. 
So when you think about the way that people communicate with each of those groups, um, as a business owner, you have to be cognizant of how people in the different generations are going to receive your message. Um, you know, something that you, some offhand comment that you might make to one generation might mean something completely different to another. And uh, so a big part of my role is working with the business owners and figuring out how do you drive the right type of messages to the right people in order to really build your business and help it run most effectively. Yeah. And you touched on something there that, you know, a quick comment here or there dependent on, and that's more over and above generational, right? It's, it's down to filters. And that's the other issue we had even, even before we, we've seen this acceleration in, in, in the future of work. Um, and that's equally of, of an issue, which goes back to how do you control that communication channel? And at some point, certainly as business leaders, there, there needs to be an element of control without, without taking away that continuity that's also required with what we're seeing through that fast pace of change, right? There's, there's a balance there. Sure. Absolutely. And when you think about the different generations of the business owners, uh, that they're that they're in personally, what may seem effective to to them may or may not be effective to their employees and to the audience. So the business owner really has a, a strong responsibility to make sure that their message is first of all very clear, um, that they are able to elaborate far enough to really connect with the people that are that are working with and for them. Um, and that it communicates the right level of detail that will allow people to really understand what their vision is and how to drive that vision forward. Um, you know, there, there are some things where, hey, it's easy for us just to pick up and create a Zoom uh, conference, which is great because it allows us to see each other's faces yeah. um, and really be able to interpret more what's being said. But there are also times where, owners or leaders need to reduce everything to writing. So it can be, um, you know, driving consistency and practice and, um, and control risk and everything along those lines. All of this really has to do with, with driving engagement and motivation and, and the end work product. Uh, it's about connecting with people. It's about building relationships, the right types of relationships, and it's about helping people thrive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and what do you see as the opportunity for you as an HR business leader with with everything that's on the horizon that we know about today? Oh, goodness. <laughs> well, first of all, when I think about working with, with clients, it's about, first of all, helping them understand what is strategic human resources? What, mm. What's the practice? What's the principle? What are we after? And uh, as I mentioned before, it's all about figuring out how to hire, engage, motivate, and retain the right talent, uh, because that's what's going to help you to be successful. And so when you think about all of the different factors that are involved in society and technology and everything right now, it's a matter of just figuring out how are we going to work together and create the right principles and the right procedures to, to really make sure that this is effective as possible and that we're able to gain ground even more quickly. 
So it yeah. personally, I think it's it's tremendously exciting. Um, you know, just thinking about about the potential for where this is going to go over time. Oh, absolutely. And conversely, when you look forward with with your own vision and and, mm-hmm. and your own aspirations. What are the challenges that that you're prepared for today to to overcome? It's hmm. a good question. Um, I think that so much of of my work is about empowering other people to get the best results that they can. Mm. And so when it comes to challenges that I may experience in helping them to do that, uh, it's about understanding the changes that are going on in, in the culture and the business world. It's about um, understanding the pace of change and how, how that affects the small business owner. It's about understanding the market and some of the things that they are facing. Um, you know, figuring out new ways to adapt and be flexible with how you support other people and how you help them to gain self-confidence uh, in uh, you know, starting their own business, uh, which is a tremendous step uh, for anybody that, that attempts it, um, is it's critically important. And if I can help them to really be able to gain more traction um, by diff- using different approaches or uh, sometimes performing custom work, uh, it can really make a difference in their long-term future. That's exciting for me, by the way, is just how do you reach somebody at a point where you can help to drive them toward the future that they want to uh, to attain? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I often talk about the fact that we are looking at future back thinking now rather than present future, because the data we've got today is that actually going to be relevant tomorrow. Um, so there's <laughs> the a- there's pace a, of change is fast. Exactly, exactly. And how we deal with failure is, is now something different as well, right? Because now we've got to try things that we haven't tried before. We are going to make mistakes. That doesn't mean we failed. That means we've just given something a go. It doesn't work move on. How do you think business owners are going to cope with the increased instance in some sectors where they are going to make mistakes, particularly where their people are concerned? Well, you're talking to a self-proclaimed perfectionist, unfortunately. <laughs> um, and so, you know, dealing with failure is, is not an easy thing, but we have to get used to it because we, you're absolutely right. We have to be willing to take more chances uh, we have to try new things and new areas that we're not familiar with. And, and there's, there's wonderful benefit in that because mm. I don't know about you, but personally, I learn just as much, if not more from failures as I do from successes. And if people are willing to uh, be, get a little more uncomfortable um, and get, I guess, comfortable with the idea of being uncomfortable, um, that makes a huge difference in whether they're successful or not long-term. Um, you know, you have to be trying new things all the time at this point. Um, and there are some things that don't change over time. You know, the, the way that people uh, want to be valued and treated and respected, uh, those types of things are pretty consistent. But 
the manner in which you approach them, the manner in which you communicate with them, uh, the fact that you need to be focused today, for example, on driving employee experience, which increases employee engagement, which increases the customer experience. That's relatively new um, principle. Yeah. And uh, you have to be willing to try different things to adapt and and uh, make those things happen. You know, the, the customer experience or the customer demands at this point are much higher than they used to be. Um, you know, people have become very accustomed to wanting what they want when they want it and uh, and how they want it. And so now you have to be willing to try different things to exceed their expectations if you want your business to succeed. So helping people get uncomfortable with that, or excuse me, get comfortable with the idea of being uncomfortable is, is a big part of what I'm working through. Yeah, exactly. And I think as business owners, we are used to being in, in that zone where we're uncomfortable. And I think you and I have had conversations previously where if the second you are comfortable as a business owner is the second that you either need to shut up shop or really look at your business and think, okay, I need to work on something here. Right. Right. And the people who really succeed, as I mentioned, are those who can push up against that discomfort and who can really embrace it um, because that tells you that you're getting something done. Mm. If you start to sit back and rest on, on your, on your feet, uh, there's something that's not quite right. You're not adapting, you're not flexing, you're not, you're not growing the business. And pretty soon you'll find that uh, the business has gotten away from you. So it's a matter of staying on your toes and, you know, you keep fighting forward. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely right with that. Yeah. So w when we look at your role and how your role is going to evolve in the future of work, mm -hmm. how do you see that changing? Well, uh, you take in the employee experience, for example. Uh, there is much more of an emphasis on that now. Uh, than there has been in the past. And so we're having to think about what are the expectations of the employee when it comes to their day-to-day -day work assignments and, and the type of experience that they have when they either work from home or when they first come into the office. Um, and that requires adaptation. It requires mm -hmm. thinking through procedures differently and thinking through career paths and um, you know how you bring an employee to the point where they truly buy into everything that you're trying to do as a business owner uh, and the way that you cast your vision. So while there's, like I said before, some principles that don't change, there are a lot of principles that do and your approach has to change and you have to become again, more comfortable. So a big part of my responsibility is I see it as to help people navigate through those changes and figure out the ways to be able to accomplish the things that they want to do, even when they may not have an idea of what that final destination is, helping them to vet it and figure it out. Mm. So there's a lot to do. And, oh. and it's exciting. It's, you know, thinking about the future of all of this and, and the potential um, benefits and gains that people can have, uh, even as the gig economy is, is kicking up and small businesses are are becoming you know more commonplace for people um there's there's a great need ahead oh absolutely absolutely um brian if you were talking to 
a prospect today um, and they had concerns as to the future of, of their business in terms of managing their people. Um, what's the best piece of advice you would give them? Well, first of all, I think it'd be really helpful to be able to sit down with them and ask several questions to really understand their business, because it's not until you understand the business and what they're trying to accomplish that you can really create the best, uh, the best practices that are mm. going to help them. Um, so I guess the first question that I would ask is simply tell me about your business. How does it function? How does it operate? What are you after? Um, but when it comes to advice, I guess the, the key piece of advice would be focus on building relationships with your people, because in the end, it's going to be based on your ability to get things done. It's going to be based on your ability to build loyalty and build collaboration and build uh, a partnership and engagement with people um, because they're the ones that are going to be carrying your vision forward. So you need to be thinking about how you're keeping that vision in front of people and uh, whether or not they're going to be receptive to it based on whether they trust you, whether mm -hmm. they like you, um, you know, and whether they respect you. So it's, it's all about building a relationship with people at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, I, there are some, there are some small business owners. I, th I think that are probably going to bristle at that because they're thinking, well, I'm so used to being able just to tell people what needs to be done and I expect them to get it done. And this is a new way of thinking. It's a, it's a different approach. When you start talking about, you know, using emotional intelligence and, mm. um, and being cognizant of how people are interpreting your message. Uh, it's another level of work. It, you're so right. It, it absolutely is. And, and I think the theme that I've come away with from our conversation today, it's, it's that continual growth mindset. It's that continual mm -hmm. working on improving, not just what we communicate, but how we communicate and absolutely. being really clear in that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, when it comes to a vision, for example, uh, somebody once gave me an illustration that I found really kind of fascinating. It's, it was, if you can imagine that you're driving down a California highway with a, in a convertible and your music is up loud and you're having a time of your life, you're driving 75 miles an hour down the coast and uh, everything is great, but then you hit a fog bank and what do you do? Well, naturally you slow down, you turn the music down, you focus a little heavier on, on what's going on around you. Uh, and then as soon as you come out of that fog bank, you're able to get back to really thriving in, in that drive and enjoying it. And it's the same way with how you communicate with people. Mm. If your communication becomes unclear, if things become foggy for people, if, they're, if you're not connecting with them, then it causes them to slow down psychologically and emotionally and become more cautious, uh, if you will. And that's going to inhibit inhibit their productivity, and uh, so it's all about how you communicate and how you reduce the barriers in that communication and in that relationship with people. Um, so finding ways to drive that as effectively as possible is is really important. That's a brilliant. Sorry, that analogy. was a long answer. <laughs> no, it's not. It was it was great, and I love that analogy. I could really see it. You could really visualize that, and that's got real power. So so thank you, Brian. 
Brian, thank you for your time today. Thank, thank you, you so much. I really enjoyed it. Oh, good. And thank you for your wisdom and just sharing your thoughts on what the future of work looks like. This is a very personal journey for all of us. Some of us have more hopes, more fears than others, but we all have our own opinion and it's valuable. So thank you for your contribution today. Thanks so much, Sam. I appreciate you having me on. Pleasure. See you soon, Brian. Have a great day. Take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.